Today on The Balanced Word, we turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and see how God wants to comfort us so we can comfort others in difficult times. In this passage, God lets us know that He works through everything. And therefore, if we are going through a difficult time, God will bring good out of it. And actually, you'll look and go, you know what? God worked this out so well, I'm almost glad it happened this way. Wake up my soul. Wake up early in the day. Wake up my hand. And the instrument I play. Wake up my voice. Let the world hear me say, you are worshipped and it's all to hear today. I have two sisters and a father who are now with the Lord, and the Lord took them home at a very young age. As you might imagine, this was very difficult for our family. But I'm amazed to look back through the years and see how God not only comforted us, but used us to minister and help those who have gone through a similar experience. Today on The Balanced Word, we'll see that God often works this way. Whatever you may be going through, let's see how the Lord would like to bring you comfort and use you to help others too. Here's Pastor Dave Rolfe in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. God wants to comfort us generally through each other. Now, if each other fails, God will find a way to come and to help us through and to help us make it through. But often, even when we say, yeah, nobody was really there, but God just got me through. If we would open our eyes, we would realize there were probably all kinds of people who were involved in that comfort. Comfort doesn't come just independently from God. Now you go, no, I was going through a tough time and nobody cared Nobody listened. I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew. And somehow the Holy Spirit just came and comforted me and helped me through it without any help from any people. So I don't need people. I am a rock. I am an island. <laughs> How do you know somebody wasn't praying for you? Can you honestly say that God hadn't laid it on someone's heart to pray at a time when you were going through something that was difficult. This is what God wants to do. Now, don't oversimplify this. And sometimes people will take this passage of Scripture and go, the reason why God makes you uncomfortable is so that he can comfort you so that then you can comfort others. The reason they're uncomfortable is so that you can comfort them, so that God can comfort them through you. And God creates all this discomfort so that we can learn to comfort each other. I don't know about you, but if that's all it is, I'm not thinking that's the greatest idea. You know, is, is that really God? He deliberately hurts us so that he can make us feel better? Is, is God the type who will come and beat you over the head so that then, oh, he can stroke you and make you feel better? That when he gets through pounding on you, it'll just feel so good when he stops that you go, wow, God, you're so good. No, no, you're not good. You're not, oh, oh, thanks. Yeah, you're, you are good right now. But oh, oh, no, you're, no, it, it's not that. We know from scriptures and we know from experience, this world is uncomfortable because something's desperately wrong with it. And it happened in Genesis chapter 3. The, the fall of man and the existence of sin has severely damaged everything in this planet, everything in this universe, and as a result, we're all hurting. 
And sin is what's causing this. And, and God doesn't want it to be this way. God's not, you know, the type of God who goes, I'm glad you hurt because then you'll really appreciate me when I, when I make you feel better. No, we did this to ourselves. And this is the world that we live in. However, God has a divine purpose in everything that happens in the world. Uh, to the extent, I think of Joseph in, in Genesis when after his brothers had sold him into slavery and everything, and then God used that to put Joseph in charge of Egypt to save the children of Israel from the famine. And, you know, all, all that happened because they did it. And when his brothers were kind of concerned when they figured out who Joseph was, Joseph said, don't worry. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God has intentions behind everything that happens. But don't then jump to a logical, theological conclusion that God wants it to be this way. That, to me, would be a theological error. All I know is the Bible tells us that the world is messed up because of our sin, not because God thought this was a great way to make people dependent on him. However, God causes everything to work together for good. So everything that people do that causes damage, God has a purpose behind it as well to work his plan out. I don't understand that, and I just don't want to blame God for things that I know aren't God's fault. And so I can't go to that length. But I do understand somehow God will work through everything. Now, on the other end of the theological spectrum, and if I'm boring you, I'm going to get over this really quick, but there are people who go to um, the extent of extreme Arminianism and then ultimately what has developed into what's called open, openness theology, where they come to the conclusion that, you know, the future is open. God hasn't determined it all because they don't want to blame God for everything, which I think they're right about that. But then they say, therefore, God doesn't actually know what's going to happen. This is a surprise to God, just like it is to us, and God's going to find a way to all kind of work it out in the end, but he doesn't really, you know, isn't really involved in the process that much. He's just hoping to get lucky just like we are. And um, to me, that's a, that's a heretical position, denies God's omniscience, and, uh, and so therefore I could never run with that position. There are some good people who love God who have fallen into this position, but I think it's an error. However, in this passage, God lets us know that he works through everything, and therefore if we are going through a difficult time, God will bring good out of it. And actually, you'll look and go, you know what? God worked this out so well, I'm almost glad it happened this way. And because his comfort feels so good. And when I went through a hard time, it, it allowed me to find out who my friends were. And, and, I, and I saw people come alongside me and be supportive in such a way that it seemed like wow, that was a good thing that bad things happened. It gets kind of confusing, but, but here he is saying, look, 
if God has helped you to get through something, the reason why he has done that, at least partially, is because he wants you to be there for others. He wants you to comfort others in the same way that he has comforted you. How did he comfort you? A lot of it was through others. Some of it was directly through the Holy Spirit personally with you. But again, you don't know how many others were involved in that. But it helps when you're going through a tough time to realize that somewhere down the road, God may use this experience to help me to be there for someone. Now, if you have been in an excruciatingly painful time of your life and somebody was there for you, I mean, they were just really there for you. They didn't judge you. They didn't just keep sharing a bunch of verses with you constantly thinking that would fix everything. And they were just supportive. They were sympathetic and comforting. If you've ever had that experience, then you understand how valuable it is to have someone to be there for you. And if you've had that experience, you should want to be there for others. Now, if you've had an experience where you were really hurting and you didn't have anyone there who said, hey, I understand, you know, let me walk through this with you, then you should understand even more how important it is that you make yourself available to God and to say, God, when I went through that, it felt like I was all alone. And I don't want anyone else to ever have to feel that way. And so God use me. Let me be sensitive enough to you that when somebody's going through a tough time, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for them. I'll, I'll let them know they're not weird. It's not out of control. It's not hopeless. Hey, I've been through this, and, and I made it through on the other side, and I'm telling you, you'll be okay too. You'll, you'll make it. You can hang in there. You can do this. That's a huge part of what we are to be for each other. And that's what Paul is really emphasizing to the Corinthians here, that if you go through something difficult and God comforts you, don't forget that. Now, a lot of times, if you've just recently come through something painful and you survived, that's not the time for you to try to help others because it just might bring, bring back a lot of painful memories. And, you know, so maybe you give it a little time but to commit it to the Lord and go, God, take the hurt that I've had and the fact that I've survived and that you've been there for me and somewhere, some way down the road, give me an opportunity to be there for somebody else, either like somebody was for you or like nobody was for you. I know people who you know, have gone through horrible things like you know, being molested and things like that. And a lot of times, people don't talk about that for years and years. It's just too painful. Sometimes they actually push it into the back of their memory and, and uh, you know, don't even, can't even deal with it themselves. But it's at some point, I believe God wants us to face up to our pain and to be strong enough to realize we've survived enough that we'll be there for others because there are a lot of people that need someone to just connect to them in a human way, in that way. It's in God's timing and as he strengthens us, but this is important. And, and it's, it's what Paul is saying here to the Corinthians. 
He, God comforts us. He's the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our tribulation in order that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now he says in verse 5, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation, our comfort, also abounds through Christ. He connects our suffering with the sufferings of Christ. And Paul had a handle on that a lot. He talks about it a lot. He felt that what he was going through was connected intimately with Jesus suffering for us. Just turn over, just as an example, um, turn over to chapter 4 and verse 10. And he's talking about, well, look at uh, verse 8. We're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Again, the sufferings of Christ abound in us. So our consolation also abounds through Christ. We aren't pained for our sin by our suffering. Jesus said it is finished. His suffering was all that was necessary for us to be redeemed. But our suffering connects us to him and, and actually represents him in a way that sometimes is surprising to us. But, but Paul had a great handle on it. He understood that his suffering meant something in as an analogy to the suffering of Christ. Because when people see how we suffer, when people see that we suffer with the same kind of strength with which Jesus suffered, that we're willing to do that in order to represent him, sometimes our suffering speaks a whole lot more than what our words can speak. And sometimes God's allowing us to go through a hard time because that's what it's going to take for people to understand what Jesus did for us, that connection. Paul felt that way, talked about it a lot. And when we suffer, if we think about it in that way, we may discover a much greater significance in our discomfort than what we sometimes realize. That God turns it not only into good, but he can allow our suffering to be an example of, of Jesus. I know, man, I, you know, I've had plenty of people in my life and people who I love and friends who have gone through horrible trials. And I can't always explain it, but when they do sometimes, I can see Jesus in them more than I see in the person who seems to have no problems. Just the graceful way in which they handle their pain. And most of them would say, I'm not being graceful at all. I'm miserable. And sometimes they go through times when they're really kind of mean and ornery. But still, you look at them. Watch a Christian when they're, when they're ready to die and they're suffering, and look really closely 
And you will see a connection to our Lord and his suffering that I can't even explain to you, but I know it's true. And when we suffer, we're having an opportunity to represent him in a way that's much deeper than what we would ever intend. That, and, and I'd suggest to you, I, I know for me, some of the most profound spiritual experiences I've ever had weren't when I was suffering. When I'm suffering, you know, I, I can't even feel Jesus there. But when I see other people suffer and Jesus being there for them, maybe they don't feel him there, but I can see it. And, and we can see Jesus and his suffering in each other in a way that we can't see it when we look in the mirror. And I'm quite sure that some of the people who I've seen Jesus in the most deeply, if I told them, I see Jesus in you, they would go, you've got to be kidding. Because it's not something you can see in yourself. It's something that others can see in the way you handle what you handle. And Paul saw that this was something that was connected to Christ's sufferings. And so as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. It's Christ who makes it possible for us to comfort each other. It's Christ who makes it possible for us to receive that comfort from God. He is involved in the entire process. And he says, if your suffering is great, then your comfort is that much greater. The blessings that God wants to do in your life, the things that he wants to accomplish through your difficult times will dwarf the amount of the pain that's involved in going through that process. Something way better, something... So, when God says he'll make something worth your while, he doesn't just make it like, yeah, I guess that's a fair deal. He overwhelms you with how much he does in the face of what you're struggling with. And so Paul is letting them know, first of all, so that they won't feel so bad for him, but also so that they won't be feeling so sorry for themselves. He says, okay, you're a child of God and you're suffering. I'm telling you, good things are going to come from this. Great things will be accomplished through this. His comfort is going to dwarf your pain. And that's something that we can know with assurance that the God who is our God, the God who is the God of all comfort, who will comfort us in every situation, that whatever it is that you're going through, not only is God going to bless you head and shoulders above what you're going through, but he will then multiply that blessing to you by allowing you to be there for others in their times of suffering. And they'll know what you've gone through, and just the fact that you're there for them, they will go, you get this. It means a lot. I, there are a lot of people who would try to be here and say something nice to me, and it's obvious that they don't get it. <laughs> you know, I, I think when young people and I used to be one, you, you try to minister to people when they're going through a tough time, and you do your best, but you don't know what it's like. I mean, you really, 
you know, what do you know about suffering? But when someone who has been through the crucible, someone who has been through difficult times and come out on the other side, when they come and stand alongside you, you go, I think you get it. And I really appreciate that, that you're here, that, that you're not just... And a part of it is when you've been hurt and damaged and people have tried to minister to you by saying stupid, trite things quoting posters from the Bible bookstore and, you know, telling you what, you know, I saw a card or, you know, I heard on Oprah or whatever, and and it's supposed to, you know, some story about footprints in the sand is supposed to make you feel better. And you're like, you know that stuff doesn't work. And the more you go through difficult times, the more you realize that most of the things that people try to do to make people feel better don't work. And so finally, you just like, I don't have anything to say, but I'm just here. And something on my face tells me I get it. And, and my life shows that I, you know, I'm living this. I get this. I know this. None of us want to be really qualified to comfort others. Because it means you're going to be carrying a lot of scars in order to get there. But Paul said, it's really worth it. It's really a good deal. Once you've been battered and bruised and attacked and maligned and all of that kind of stuff, it does give you experience. It does help you that at least, you know, I think, I think um, if I was in the hospital with a serious illness, people who haven't been through that I would kinda, you kind of hate to see them come walking in because you can see it on their face. They're freaking out. They can't talk about death or pain or, you know, and they're like, oh, you look awful. And, you know, or, or usually the way they show it is by going, you look great. And you're like, I've lost 120 pounds. <laughs> I don't look great. You know, I'm not stupid. But, but see, when somebody comes in and they go, yeah, I've been there and I'm here, and I can talk normal to you. It's really comforting, because you're finally getting it straight. There's that honesty that's there. And Paul says, you can't put a price tag on that kind of experience. He said, it's, it's good. It helps you to shut up and, and just be there. You're listening to a study in Second Corinthians on the Balanced Word, and Dave Rolf is our teacher. He'll be right back. Hear this study from 2 Corinthians again at TheBalancedWord.com or give us a call and request a CD at 949-362-7475. That's 949-362-7475. Pastor Dave has taught through the entire Bible, and we put the entire series on a USB for you. It's our featured resource right now, available for a donation of $30 or more. You can request this special offer at TheBalancedWord.com or call 949 949- 362-7475. Here at The Balanced Word, everything revolves around the simple teaching of the Bible. Our mission is discovering balanced living through the Word of God. We're convinced that the Bible is God's Word to us, and living by the Word will give us the best life possible as we grow more healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Your donations help to make this possible, so thank you. You can make a contribution to the ministry at thebalancedword.com. 
And as you do, don't forget to ask for Dave's Through the Bible Study. Whether you live in the area or will be visiting soon, please know that you're always welcome to join us at Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel. Sunday morning services begin at 8, 9.45, and 11.30. You can also live stream those services at ccpacifichills.org. We want to pray for you, so please send in those prayer requests right there at our website at thebalancedword.com. Or again, call 949-362-7475. Pastor Dave shares encouraging one-minute messages on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way to start the day. Check it out at CC Pacific Hills. Or just log on to thebalancedword.com. Let's finish up our time together looking to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you for this evening. Bless the rest of our night. Bless our fellowship. Bless our church. Help us to be open to opportunities and relationships and connections whereby you may have perfectly prepared us and equipped us through our pain to be there for someone else. And you may be leading us to someone we don't know who's, who's going to say just the right thing to us that really helps us and encourages us. Help us to function like a body, and we thank you. Bless the rest of our week. We commit it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Our study of 2 Corinthians continues next time on The Balanced Word with Dave Roth, a daily presentation of Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel. Wake up my soul. And